0: going starts getting tough in life. You know what people often do? We look for others to help. Leaders, people more experienced than us. But what if they've lost the plot too? Then what? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and it's great to be with you again. Today we're going to take another look at your faith from a different perspective. Have you ever been in one of those places of real desperation, you know, nothing's going right, you're wondering what, if anything, God is thinking? Has he taken a holiday? Has he taken leave of his senses? How can a faithful God allow this to happen to me? I mean, me, of all people. Today on the program, we're going to start a close look at such a time in the history of Israel. It was absolute desperation time. In fact, things were so bad, people were so hungry that mothers were cannibalizing their children. And the king, well, the king, he lost the plot. The guy who should have been holding it all together, the guy who was God's anointed leader, this king was running around in ever decreasing circles of desperation. And there's a reason we're looking at this story today, because last week, this week, and in fact, over the next couple of weeks, We're talking about faith. I've called this series Having Faith That Moves Mountains. And you know something? By and large, we don't have to rely too much on faith when everything's going swimmingly well. We need faith when there are mountains that need moving. We need faith when we have something impossible to deal with. And those are precisely the times that we find ourselves at our weakest and our most vulnerable Those are precisely the times when the last thing we feel like we have is some mighty faith. So this story takes place at a time in Israel's history that can best be described as rock bottom. Let's have a look. And a warning, you might be thinking, why is this joker reading the Bible on this program? If you're anything like me, you'll be tempted to to skip over this bit, maybe flick the dial to another station or go make a cup of tea or coffee while I'm reading the story. Please don't. God's word has the power to change our hearts. There's something special that happens when we read it and take it in. This is one of those stories that will stick with you all the days of your life. It comes from 2 Kings in the Old Testament, chapter 6, verse 24 and onwards. Sometime later, King Ben-Hadad of Aram mustered his entire army. He marched against Samaria and laid siege to it. As the siege continued, famine in Samaria became so great that a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and a quarter of a cab of dove's dung for five shekels of silver. Now, as the king of Israel was walking on the city wall, a woman cried out to him, Help, my lord king! He said, No, let the lord help you. How can I help you, from the threshing floor or from the wine press? But then the king answered, What is your complaint? And she answered, This woman said to me, ''Give up your son. We will eat him today and we will eat my son tomorrow.'' So we cooked my son and ate him. The next day I said to her, ''Give up your son and we will eat him.'' But she has hidden her son. When the king heard the words of the woman, he tore at his clothes. Now since he was walking on the city wall, the people could see that he had sackcloth on his body underneath. And he said, so may God do to me and more if the head of Elisha, son of Shaphat, stays on his shoulders today. So he dispatched a man from his presence. Now Elisha was sitting in his house and the elders were sitting with him. Before the messenger arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Are you aware that this murderer has sent someone to take off my head? When the messenger comes, see that you shut the door and hold it closed against him. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? While he was still speaking, the king came down to him and said, "'This trouble is from the Lord. Why should I hope in the Lord any longer?' But Elisha said, "'Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, "'Tomorrow about this time a measure of choice meal shall be sold for a shekel "'and two measures of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria.'" Huh. Well, when the captain on whose hand the king leaned said to this man of God, "'Even if the Lord were to make windows in the sky.'" Could such a thing happen? But Elisha said, You'll see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat from it. What a sad, sad state of affairs. Can you imagine a hunger and a hopelessness so deep that mothers are cannibalizing their kids? I can't conceive of a situation more desperate, more repugnant, more sad than this. But here it is what happened. Rock bottom. In fact, so rock bottom that you and I would struggle to point to an event more rock bottom in our own lives. Israel was under siege from the Aramean army. The whole point of the siege is to starve the opposition out of their impenetrable citadel. And quite clearly food's run out. I mean, I don't know the last time you went down to the butcher shop and bought a donkey's head. My hunch is though, there's not a lot of meat on a donkey's head and and it was selling for an outrageous amount of money a clear case of supply and demand, gone mad. So here's God's anointed king. In fact, the Hebrew word for God's anointed is Messiah, and that's the word that was used for the kings of Israel. Here he is. He's walking on the ramparts of the city and tearing at his own clothes. He's wearing sackcloth, which means that he's in mourning. And up there on the city wall, all the people can see him. What they need is leadership and inspiration from God's man. And what they get is a king who is hopeless in every sense of the word. A woman comes to him from sheer desperation. This king has lost the plot. These these mothers have been killing and eating their children. She comes to him and and lays her case before him. What does God's anointed king do, God's anointed leader? He says... Well, what do you expect me to do? I mean, look at the mess we're in. You expect me to get food from the, the press and wine? What do you want me to do? Great leadership. And that's the obvious thing to do, of course, when, when you're God's anointed king and you believe in God and lose hope. you You blame God, of course. Clearly this mess was his fault. He is God, isn't he? Which is exactly what the king did. He went to Elisha. He was going to take the prophet's head off. He blamed Elisha and said, this mess is from God. Yeah, he wanted to go and kick the dog, <laughs> He didn't he? he? He wanted to go and shoot the messenger, as it were. I mean, I, I make light of it. But the old Elisha, he ends up in danger of losing his head. So the king goes to the prophet. Remember, the prophet in Israelite society is the man who speaks for God. The prophet's role here in Israel is to speak God's word, God's very word into Israel. And so the king demands to know of the prophet, this trouble is from the Lord, why should I hope in the Lord any longer? That, as it turns out, is a very good question. It's a question that a few of us have probably asked once or twice at some rock-bottom point along our own journeys. And the prophet speaks the word of God. It's a word of outrageous hope and promise. It's a faithful word from God. Hear the word of the Lord, thus says the Lord. Tomorrow, about this time, a measure of choice meal shall be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Now, that that was completely and utterly outrageous. It was impossible unless you believed in God. And remember what the king's soldier said? Even if the Lord were to make windows in the sky, could such a thing happen? But God, God did more than that. Within 24 hours... The words of the prophet, the very word of God, came to pass. Why? Because however difficult it is to believe, however impossible the situation, however big the mountain, however distant our God seems, our God is mighty to save. He is faithful. He is awesome. Just is. in life gets tough. It's so easy to be filled with faith and overflowing in hope when everything's going fine. But when life takes a turn for the worse, when the pressure's really on, our hope seems all too often to evaporate. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my latest life application booklet. It's called More Hope Than You Can Ever Imagine because his word is alive and active. Amen? So I'm praying that through this booklet, he'll fill you to overflowing with a rock-solid certain hope available to you in Christ and Christ alone. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on one 722 415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or one three hundred seven double two four one five. 722 415 Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.